So many business owners ask me, what else can my VA do? What should they take off my plate? I don't even know where to start. This episode is for you. I'm going to give you three tasks that you can take off their plate, start doing ASAP, and you can build your services from there. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, it's Emily Reagan here. I am excited to have you listening to the show and I thank you very much. Today, I'm answering one of the most frequently asked questions that I get from my peers, from business owners. They do not know what to hand offers to their VA. A lot of times they're solopreneurs, they're just starting out, they haven't really worked with a team, they want to free up their time, they're scared of their budget and all of the expenses it comes to hiring somebody, and they don't know where to get the most bang for their buck. And I have to remind them, like, look, you're hiring a unicorn, you're hiring a very capable person on your team who will be resourceful and figure it out. They have the knowledge, they have the digital marketing tactics and resources to get stuff done done, especially when they've come from my digital media crash course. And the number one trait that they're hiring, the business owner is hiring, is that ability to implement. So I always say, go ask your unicorn first what they can do, what they want to learn about, and you start there. And then after that, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to bring tasks in-house and ask if they want to do it, want to learn it, have firsthand knowledge, have the capacity, will find a solution, know somebody else. So you could get so many different kinds of responses if you're a business owner and your unicorn is interested in working on it. Maybe they've done something similar and they can quickly adapt. Maybe they already know it and can completely run with it. Maybe they want to learn it. Maybe they won't charge you for that learning curve if it's something that's quite popular and trendy and they've been wanting to learn. Or maybe it's something that you as a business owner would invest for them to learn. Like if it's a really random side tech that nobody else really uses in their business and it's worth it for you to have a guru, then you will want to invest in their learning, pay them to learn it, or they'll be able to refer you to another unicorn or specialist. Now, I'm already getting my pronouns confused in this podcast, so that's what I would say to a business owner. So for this episode, I want to give you three tasks you could be doing and how that process looks so you can immediately get started and know what to offer, and it can be a smooth learning process. And this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It can take a little while to get in a good workflow. So starting with these three tasks will be really good, and it's also a way for you to test out if this relationship is going to work with your client. My number one thing is clients don't always give me the deliverables that I need to get the work done, and it just... It's annoying, and I hate having that hanging over my head. I don't want to chase cats. I don't want to, you know, herd them into doing their own work. I don't want to be running their business for them. So if they don't show up with these three basic tasks in a way that helps me, I'm not going to take on more, or I'm going to find myself more in a consultant role and less of an implementation role, and I'm going to kind of move myself out. So there's tons of tasks you could be doing when you know online marketing. You guys know the world is your oyster. There are so many options. And basically, business owners need to be showing up weekly and daily. And that's through emails, 
their content, and social media. So these three tasks involve those things. And really, if you're showing up and doing the work and you start reporting the statistics and tracking the stats and analyzing the stats, you'll very quickly no longer be a VA and you might want to be calling yourself a content manager or even a marketing manager. But you can start up leveling your title. And when you do that, good things happen, like you attract higher end clients and you can charge more. So let's start with the first task. And it sounds really simple. It sounds so simple. But remember, you're taking something off their plate. The first task I want you to offer, the first weekly service, is help your business owner get that weekly email out. So many clients have a hard time setting a schedule and sticking with it, and that email becomes one of the last things they do. It's like, it becomes like the fire. (laughs) They don't put out until they really have to put it out until the fire is really big, and they wait to the last minute. And trust me, all of the mistakes I see with business owners is when they're rushed, their last minute, and then we all start making spelling mistakes and typos, and there's not enough time to catch them. And this is why having a system and a teammate to kind of manage this process is so important for that weekly email. You guys know why the weekly email is important. It's a way to nurture your audience, stay top of mind, and then it's warming up your list. So when your business owner is ready to promote or launch something, your list is used to your emails and opening them and clicking them. So the first thing I want you to do is have your business owner write the email, have them put it in a Google document, and then you take it, you edit it, you look over it, make sure it kind of follows the lessons you've had in email marketing, you help load it into their email service provider, something like MailChimp or ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign or Kajabi. MailerLite is one of my favorites to use when I have a newer business owner. You format it. You do the graphics. If there's a custom graphic, you make sure you put in the personalization tags. And then you also want to make sure it's going to the right audiences. You're including the right people, excluding the right people. Um, Sometimes you can do trackers if somebody clicks or opens things. And you just get this all set up, locked and loaded in a system in their ESP. I like to label my emails like by the date and the main call to action. And so I can quickly find that email later in the stats and just have like a system for labeling and organizing. You make sure it's all right. Then you test it and you look at it first. You can send it to your own email. You can send it to your business owner. I suggest you look at it first. And then you have your business owner, your client, QC it, have them double check. Ultimately, it's their butt on the line, right? It's their words. This is this Last stop opportunity to check for typos, to check for messaging errors, to check for something that might be offensive, like you never know, you got to be careful. They do that. They CYA themselves, and you're not the one writing it, right? You're doing a lot of the grunt work. And then after they've approved it, I like to go ahead and forward. I send the test to my my own email, and then I forward it to them with a message because I found if I just send them test messages from you know, MailChimp or from ConvertKit, they freak out that I already sent it without their approval or they skip over it or, you know, they don't know. So I like to f- to send the test to my own email and then forward it to them to look over. And I think it's good to see what it looks like. Keep in mind, emails are going to look different across Gmail, across Outlook, like they're going to change a little bit. One thing you might want to look out for is your images. Convert kit, I know, will stretch them out if you don't have it sized right. So you want to have your images already sized for mobile. So 
This is a great way for you to get used to your business owner's emails, their email system, their email service provider, and their voice because you're kind of soaking it all in at the same time. And at one point, your business owner, sure, they can do this on their own, but they're going to want to pull themselves out of the emails. Eventually, when they're launching and they have hundreds and thousands of students and like six-figure launches, they are not going to be the ones who are scheduling and sending emails. They're going to have somebody do that. They might even have a copywriter at that point writing them. So getting somebody like you, a unicorn, a freelancer, an independent contractor doing the work sets you up for long-term success and an invaluable position on the team. And it's kind of time-consuming. I think it takes about two hours a week. And I think that you get to brush up on your copywriting skills and really learn their voice. And if it's something you want to take over... That could be an area if you're into copywriting. You could start to whip out emails on your own for your client or at least start doing the draft. Now, the after action is just as important, especially for stepping up as a unicorn VA and being a little bit more. If you want to be more of like the email manager, you're going to want to track your open rates, your click rates. I say put them all in a Google document so it's like nice and pretty. Some ESPs are better than others at tracking your list and whatnot, but you're going to start measuring this. I would measure it weekly, and I would measure your email list growth rate monthly and give those stats to your client, and this will just make you look like a hot rod. It just will. And you'll step up into more of that manager role and get out of like being just a VA. So I also like to archive the email after they've written in the Google document. Go save that in like a used folder. Like make sure you're all organized in your Google workspace or Dropbox if you're using Dropbox and have an archive section. And then that way you could go back and read old emails and easily find them. I really like to go ahead and copy and paste. I like to do a screenshot, I mean, of the email stats and put them in there so I could see, oh, this email sucked. This email did great, just like at a glance. So that's task number one. Take the weekly email off your business owner's plate. This does not mean actually doing the writing. When you start doing the writing, you start charging more because you're becoming a copywriter. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. Okay, our second task to take off their plate when you're brand new and starting this relationship is very similar. It's taking over their weekly blog. Now, not every client is blogging. Sometimes it's more of a video blog. Sometimes they are doing more, they might be doing like a micro blog over on Instagram, or it might be a podcast. But for the most part, every business owner is trying to show up weekly with a signature piece of content. They're trying to create themes for their social media post from that signature content, but they need help getting that content out there. And so we're going to talk about this a little bit like for a blog instead, because it's very similar to an email. You're going to be formatting it. You're going to be doing custom graphics. You're going to be doing the feature images. You're going to be making sure you add email captures and whatnot. You're going to be doing the SEO, but you're not actually writing the signature content. That's what the key is right now. You're not there yet. You're going to have your business owner write the content and then you help get it out into the world in whatever format they're doing. 
It could also be a YouTube video. Basically, the reason I like to start with this is it gets you as a unicorn into WordPress, into the back end of their website. You start getting familiar with their posting process. You start getting familiar with their website. And it's just not something a business owner needs to be doing. And you start slow. Like when I was first working with my big client, I just was working in the post section of WordPress. I wasn't making changes to the website, but that built upon itself. Like the more familiar I got with things, the more I could change things and I could offer solutions. Like then I was updating the sidebar, then I was updating the about page. And so it just opened up a lot of doors, especially if you're newer. It's a way to get familiar and get that experience without taking on the full-on responsibility of you know maintaining the website. Over time, you might be like adding a press page for them. You might be building new landing pages and you're learning SEO. And as you learn SEO and dive into that, you're going to start opening doors to better content marketing. You might be coming up with your own plan for content and suggesting topics for your business owners. And that, my friend, is what pulls you away from being the VA and more of a content manager or blog manager. You start strategizing about the content and you really elevate your position on the team. Now, when you get into blogging, there's a lot that goes into making that blog more of a top of funnel. And we dive a lot into this into my Digital Media VA crash course. We talk about six things every blog needs and the SEO process, and then how to monetize that blog. So that's all part of it. And that's stuff you can bring to the table when you are a unicorn. Now, that might look slightly different when we're talking about a podcast or we're talking about a Facebook Live being repurposed. Sometimes business owners want a blog from a video they've done, and so you might be transcribing, you might be writing, but give or take, that's at least two hours a week. If you're doing the minimum of a blog, it's going to be about two hours a week, and you can schedule it. You can have that call to action be in your emails. Like Your business owner will run with how they like to promote that But solid two hours, if you start helping create the content, it could be a chunk of time and it could be a chunk of change for you, which is pretty awesome. So that was task number two, help with the weekly blog. All right, task number three, basically we're repeating the process for social media. Now, once again, I don't mean you're writing the content. Too often business owners complain to me and they're like, my VA doesn't know my voice yet and I just hired them Thursday. I'm like, yes, copywriters take weeks to get out a sales page that's like on brand and on your voice, okay? Your VA is not going to learn overnight. And by putting yourself into these processes with the email, with the blogs, with the social media, you will learn the business so much faster, especially if you take the time to read it and edit it and be that second set of eyeballs. So many solopreneurs, they just need somebody on their team who's going to help them and look it over, give advice, see some opportunities with that content. And that's what you're doing here with social media. You're not writing it, but you're learning in the process couple things you could completely take off. You can do the hashtag research. You can do the scheduling for social media. And you can do engagement tactics for them. Now, if it's on Instagram, you're, you know, you're engaging with the hashtags, you're leaving comments, you're like making the algorithm happy over there. If you're on Facebook, you could be in Facebook groups, you could be doing some things there. It's a little bit harder because you don't want to log in as your client on 
Facebook, but you could be interacting as their page and whatnot or in their Facebook groups. But for the most part, we're talking about cranking out the social media posts that are related to that weekly theme, that weekly piece of content. And this could help too, because as you learn their voice, you could do a couple of these on your own. You could even start taking over a couple of posts and just having them approve it. You could start it ultimately have them give you the opportunity for constructive criticism and feedback so you know how you're doing and you'll just get better. And the one time, at one point, your business owner is going to want to be on vacation, right? And they're going to want to like say, hey, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm in the middle of a conference. I'm surfing. Could you please post this for me? And you could 100% take it over and feel good about it. So you will do the same thing. I love Google Docs. I won't lie. I like to ha- plan everything out there. I like to have it there in case it disappears from the media scheduler, whatever you're using. That happens a lot with the Facebook Creative Studio or whatever they're calling it these days. Like I've had some of those posts completely drop out. So I like to have a hard copy over in a Google Doc, have my business owner approve it ahead of time. Work a couple weeks ahead of time. This is not something you're doing the day of or the day before. Like, give that extra time because, again, this gives your business owner time to approve, time to think about their messaging and catch errors and mistakes. So, this is kind of an important part of it. And then it's also archived, easy to copy and paste for later, right? You could always take a previous post and repurpose it or take like a little piece out of it. And then down the road, you can start taking over the social media strategy and quickly up-level your game into a social media manager. And that will open doors to taking over ads. Facebook ads is where the money is at. (laughs) That's what all the bigwigs who are teaching other freelancers, they're all like Facebook ads managers who like have had a lot of success because you can start charging a lot for that. And social media managers, I mean, when you're cranking out those posts for, that's such a valuable service. And when you're cranking out those posts, I know social media managers that charge 800, 1,000 a month for a couple posts a week. So that could be something to explore down the road when you get good at it, when you have the confidence, when you see what's working then you can start offering that high-level strategy and experience to your own clients. So social media is actually very much in demand. So all three of those, you'll want to, you know, over time develop your workflow and get used to each other and, you know, padding your deadlines and what's the best time to do that. For instance, I realized pretty early that having a Monday email was very difficult. It was difficult on my client to get me the email. Um, I didn't want to be working on the weekend, so I like having my emails go out, of course, on the days where they're best opened and best clicked. And that can be different for everyone's business. But having deadlines that fit that weekly schedule, especially when they're reoccurring, and fit the work of my other clients. I would not want all of my clients' emails going out on Thursday. You know, I would probably try to spread it out. So for one client, we found a sweet spot of Sunday afternoon for her. Another client, it's Sunday morning, which is quite surprising. Typically, Tuesday afternoons, Thursday afternoons are pretty good. I mean, Mondays are typically bad for email because people are going back to work and overwhelmed. Fridays are typically low open rates too. So just start paying attention when you take over those tasks. And the more you get yourself involved, the more you'll be able to take on more, the more you'll be able to find tasks and services that are in your zone of genius, and you can start offloading the things you don't love. And I feel like it's just good experience in general to get some time in grade helping with social media. If you know you don't write well, you have no interest in that, that's one thing. But if you kind of want to 
you know, dip your toes in the water and start working slowly there, you can, and you can certainly help with scheduling and not have to be creative, right? So you will become so invaluable to your clients if you can offer these three services. You'll never look back. For some people, the goal is to get hired full-time on a team, whatever full-time is for you. The goal could be to have that one magical golden ring client. Maybe you want to niche down in a service you're really good at. And I love these three tasks because they give you a taste of quite a few essential things in an online business, and they can open the doors to being involved with launching, which is also really good and where some of the better money is. So I hope this was so helpful. Would you please tag me on Instagram if you're listening to this? Let me know what you thought. Send me a DM. I love hearing from you and I really appreciate you hitting subscribe and giving the reviews to this podcast. It's all it's all so helpful for me and my community and it will help me create more content that will serve you. I encourage you to check out my free Facebook group. Check out some of my trainings I have online. If you're looking for work, I've got a community. I've got the job leads. It's over in my work group. My crash course is open if you're starting from ground zero or just need some confidence and need to build up some of these marketing skills and need help transitioning better into this online world. I can help you. I work really hard to put myself out there with the business owners and talking to them and what they need. And they come to me looking for VAs. I have a form at hireaunicorn.com and I share that with all of my students. So come join the Unicorn work group. I'd love to have you or just send me a DM and we can talk. Okay, next week, we're doing something a little bit different. We're talking about another opportunity in the online world that is kind of up and coming. And it deals with the real estate world. My friend Crystal is going to be telling you all about the real estate transaction coordinator job. This is the perfect gig for somebody who's a very organized type A, doesn't want to do the creative work. But if you're good with deadlines and managing people, this could be very lucrative for you. So stay tuned for next week and I'll see you then. Bye. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. They usually don't know what to do. They usually... Sorry, Emily. Oh my God, I'm starting off great. So it just opened up a lot of doors, especially if you're newer. Oh, my voice cracked there.